everybody. Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Dish. It is a beautiful Saturday. It is lovely outside. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of just sort of, I want to say moist and just say that it's <laughs> it's humid. You want to start, out start it off with moist. moist. Love it. it is. Are you getting Super Bowl fever? Oh my God. I've had Super Bowl fever for two years. I just want you all to know that. Okay. Can we just, are you really a fan? Like, okay. are you, do you watch all the games? No. Would you say you're a fair weather purple people eater? I am 100% jumping on this bandwagon. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yep. yep. I am, uh, I am in for the win, but I am, I haven't watched all year. I honestly just haven't, I haven't had time. I know that sounds horrible, but it just hasn't been on my docket. But I've been supporting the team the whole time. I cheer okay. them on. I'm hoping for it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. And, of course, you know, the idea that there's a potential home game, home turf for the Super Bowl is sort of amazing. Yeah. And it's, okay, first of all, my favorite thing that happened this week is the Prince meme. Oh, where he's like amazing. pushing the guy out of the way so that Diggs can catch the ball. Yeah. I love that we have ascribed him like. Uh, ghost angel status over our entire state. Yes, of, no, he, he is can our make protective. things happen. Yeah. He's our guardian angel. He's protective. Love that. Yes. Um, but I also, you know, I'm I'm like the Vikings. When the Vikings are playing, I'm making food. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's on in the background. You know, my husband's down there cheering and whooping it up, and I'm usually making dinner or a pot of chili or yep. cooking batch cooking for the week. And so it is kind of in the background. So I'd say, like, from that standpoint, I'm not a total ignoramus about what's happening. But I, I mean, I don't know who the teams. I don't know many of the players. Me neither. On the team. Like, if they were standing in front of me, I'd be like, you hey. look like a football player. <laughs> and that would be about all I could give. Did you watch the game last Sunday? Yeah. Yep. I was in. And it was. It was good. It really was. And super fun. Yeah. And just like, wow, could this really be happening I, I right away I thought of our friend Brian Oak, who's um, at a different radio station, but he's such a diehard fan. Is he really? I yes. didn't realize he and was. And he just gets like, if they lose, I mean, he's depressed the whole next day and you can hear it in his voice. Oh. So I just was like, oh, he's got to be so happy. I also thought of Casey Bargini, Lori's husband yeah. uh, from Lori and Julia, who does not let her watch the games with him. It's just too much because she comments or talks and he's just like, nope, Stop. nope, you've got to get out. Stop. This is my moment. Yep. I'm in the man cave. Yeah, I don't. We are, you know, I haven't raised football children. And even though I had two football players for a while, you know, Matt did the footballing for a little teeny tiny bit when he was a kid. Jake did football for a couple of years. I just haven't really enjoyed football parents, if I say that nicely. Oh, I hate sports parents. Well, but I'll just I've say loved it. soccer parents. I've loved, you know, I've had such a great time with even baseball parents. I've had great times with. Now the I'm football. feeling bad because my downhill ski parents, I do like. You but do. I, I didn't like say. the soccer parents. Right. It just, and that's the thing is it really is sort of I hate a. parents. Okay. <laughs> I do like just the club of parents. Well, that. I've never been strong in. Right. But, you know, but so football sort of soured for me because that had been my only real exposure to it as to be as like a parent on the sideline. And I, I used to watch it when I was in college and I used to watch it in my 20s, you know, and I was a I was a Vikings fan. I just have I just fell out of it, I guess. And so and then, you know, there's a the thing about the Vikings. You sort of always say, well, you know, they're probably not going to win or we're going to get there and then it's going to be a heartbreak. The the tr- the heartbreak is real about the Vikings. And if you haven't, you know, if you've just if you've moved here or you haven't lived here your whole life, I don't know if you really fully understand that. But maybe you do now because of the reaction to the Minneapolis miracle was something. It was something. It was amazing. I was screaming and Jake came running up and said, 
what's going on? What happened? What's going on? And I was like, I can't even, you don't even, I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, it was you nuts. work downtown. I work downtown. There's also a real like fever oh, yeah. about but- things coalescing. Like things are happening downtown. Yes. And if you're not driving through... The Berkabiner Bridge is being installed. PV Plaza is getting all decorated. We're going to talk about all the food that you can have. I'm so glad. At the Super Bowl Live. So we'll talk about that in a little bit next hour. I'm so glad. This hour. Um, we're also going to talk about, in this hour, sous vide and air frying. Mm-hmm. I have a funny conversation that happened with Miss Marley uh, Bigelow, so I'll tell you about that. Oh, interesting. Can you, um, you went to a couple of uh, dining experiences this week that I didn't get to that looked so good. Can you well, tell us about them? Okay, so the first place... I went to was a preview party for the Fig and Pharaoh, which is, you know, the um, uh, vegetarian. I'm not saying vegan. It's vegetarian, but very uh, non-meat whatsoever, vegan-friendly restaurant in the former Filio space in Calhoun Square. And I say former Filio space, even though it's been a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because that's how we all really remember it. Most of us of a certain age. <laughs> um but it's, you know, it was Prime Bar. After Filio, it turned into El Gato. And then it was Prime Bar. And then, of course, lastly, Perella, you know, which I had ties to. And so it was very strange to walk into that space and see it so different feeling. Um, I almost can't even remember how the Filio used to be. But they've warmed it up. They've put carpets on the floor. And they've painted the walls a little bit, you know, a rich sort of uh, teal, smoky blue tone. And and in the back, it's warmly white. Um so what they're doing is they want this to be a very they're they kept calling it the anti-restaurant. And huh. this is the I interest- don't think I know what that means. Well, that's exactly the point and this is the this is the interesting thing for me is that I don't I don't I I understand that, you know, there's disruption in everything. You know, we're going to disrupt the food delivery business. We're going to disrupt the car, the taxi business. And all these things are disruptive and, and then they are wildly successful. And maybe there's a way to do this. I just don't, I'm not, I'm excited to watch it. I'm hoping for the best. I, I'm not sure it's all going to work. They don't have a chef. They don't have a leader. They have a collective. And so it's a lot of, there's no person running the kitchen. There's people running the kitchen and there's people who are both front and back working all positions, which we've seen work like a travail per se. Um, But these are, it's a different caliber and, um, there's definitely girls who I would say would be servers. And then I don't know how they're going to go back and run the line and those guys on the line, how they're going to come forth and work the room. But if it works, it's great, you know? Um, and there's, there's, uh, a lot of, but you know, as far as all that goes, you as the diner probably won't feel that. So that doesn't, I don't know if that matters, you know, to the general public. Um, but it, they are paying $15 an hour and they are tip sharing their yep. tip pooling, which, you know, has always been a sticky situation. So we'll see how that goes. Um, legally, not because of anything other than, you know, Surly just won a huge case in the courts about the servers won the case because they said it's illegal to tip pool. And the courts came down on the server side because it's true. So we'll see how this shakes out. Maybe this there's... is the second case that has said it's illegal to tip pool because Starbucks was also. Yeah, it's sued. actually illegal to tip pool <laughs> in the state of Minnesota. Yep. And so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they found a way in. Maybe there's a loophole. Maybe there's maybe by categorizing people as a different contractor status. I'm not sure, but we'll see. You know, we'll give them a shot. So the food. I saw like one plate and I probably saw it from you. Was it like a auto Uligany type? Plenty oh, sort of presentation. I don't know what that means in your mind. D- d- well, the cookbooks. Oh, um, oh. 
I'm like an autoludigate. I'm like, what does that mean? Autoludigate. I if thought it was like an autoimmune protocol cookbook. that there was something that I wasn't understanding. Okay. So I think there's a lot of, it's, it's definitely all vegetarian. There was a woman sitting next to me who was vegan and she was, so every time they set a dish down, they kind of said to us, this is vegan. This is not vegan. They, they made a point yep. of saying that cause they knew she was at the table with me. You know, it was varied. There was like a shakshuka, you know, with eggs sort of baked in spinach and spices and lentils and stuff. And that was wonderful. Everything I ate was, you know, was very interesting um, and very, and a lot of it was delicious. Some of it I didn't find to be delicious. But again, this was a media preview. I don't judge food right. on those days. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, there's hummus. There's, you know, there's a lot of chickpeas and things. There's potatoes. There was a white sweet potato gratin that was lovely. And um, there was... Uh, you know, there was this bread that you're doing called pan, which was pita and non mix. That was a little harder for me, but I don't know if that execution has been worked out perfectly yet. Um, there were, but there, I will say this, when you go to these vegetarian and vegan type places, you're, there's two things on your mind. One, is it all going to taste like just the same? And two, am I going to get full? And one is, I would say that the, the flavors were varied and I was interested by that. I thought there was a lot of brightness and a lot of acidity where it could be kind of dull, um, and so I was excited by that. The other side of it was, uh, I d- didn't get full, but I didn't eat. I mean, I, I basically sh- snacked. Sto- I stopped in for the first little bit and then I had to go to a dinner. So I wasn't even, so that's, but I will say that if there had been a big shakshuka and I ate that an egg, two eggs and a whole bunch of stuff, I would have been fine. Yeah. I, I eat that at home, uh, you know, a lot. So that's exciting. Okay. We'll see. You know, I, I don't know about that neighborhood. I don't know how, I mean, people are going to have to drive there because it's not a dude bro bar. They don't have Red Bull on the bar. <laughs> so that's the neighborhood. That's how the neighborhood has been trending. Uptown yep. has just been going that way. But I'm interested to see. they If they can pull people in and people will go, they're going to be great. All right. Uh, you also dined with Jeremiah Tower, which we'll get to later on in the yeah, show because I want to hear later. a little bit about that. We are The Weekly Dish. We are presented to you by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. If you happen to visit them in the next couple of weeks, let them know that you heard about them on The Weekly Dish. That really helps them understand that their investment is helping grow their business. And in turn, we are helping the restaurant community by lifting up a family locally owned business. So that's very helpful. We are going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish, presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit on Washington. And Red Cow has four locations. They're growing, including the former Green Mill on Hennepin, which I'm not going to call it that anymore, but I always still do. Um, Stephanie, I had a funny conversation with Marley. And for those of you that listen to the weekday shows, Marley was on with Donna from 9 to noon and has just stepped back, still working at Hubbard, but more of in a podcast role. So her and I were meeting and talking about some podcast stuff. And she said to me, hey, um, you know, what should I do with the sous vide that I got? I'm, I'm really excited to cook in the sous vide. And I was so I, like I looked at her just like, well, what do you mean? What are you going to do with it? And why do you have that? And I was kind of dismissive of her because she's not a big cook. She's not. She just isn't. That's, no. Dismissive is not offensive in this case. <laughs> I, I was like... just like looking at her like it was like saying, where should I land my spaceship? Kind of is how it felt in the context of the conversation. Yeah. And I was like, a sous vide? What are you talking about? She was like, yeah, everybody in my family got one. We're really excited about it. It's this new thing. She's like, you know how you guys are into the Instant Pot? Like everybody else is into the sous vide. And I was kind of just rolling my eyes like, okay, if I if this is a trend, I'd probably know about it, but I don't know. So I go and I'm Facebooking and I'm looking around. I'm like, sure enough, someone has 
developed a sous vide that is well, it's an immersion circulator. Yes, and it's more for the home cook style. It's a $200 gadget. Can I tell you that I think that they have learned from the Instant Pot? And they are, that is, because it's, that sucker has been around for a long time. Well, and then I, my friend Miles got it. Yeah. Like two years ago and was, we'd sous vide steaks at his farm. And yeah, it's been around. So I just thought, you know, there's people out there that are gadgety, like our listeners who like the Instant Pot. And if you have got an Instant Pot and you haven't joined the Weekly Dish Instant Potters, which is our Facebook group, you really should. It's just going to help you to enjoy your Instant Pot so much more. It's going to help you understand the buttons. You, if it's you have just a, a really good access. It's just a resource. You yes. have to think about it as a resource. And it's kind of one of those things, places where you can post your wins, your fails, your questions. You know, it's a community. And, and I you, will tell you, we're like 2,500 people yeah. are there listening. And people, I just met um, someone this week that told me that they finally use their Instant Pod and they're so glad and they're really getting used to it. And I will say, if you got an Instant Pod and you just feel like you're staring at it in the corner and it's gathering dust like Gloria Barghini, take it to <laughs> Arcs Value Village. Yeah. Take it to the one in Richfield. They will notify me that you've brought their in- an Instant Pod and there's one in the store. Yep. Because they're like, you know what? One person's trash is another man's treasure and we just pass it along all in the good work that we do for people that have... Um, developmental disabilities. So at least you're doing a good thing. Yeah, I do love, and just quickly, John Bradley, one of my friends, posted this this morning about pot in pot, the secret to pot in pot cooking with, you know, the idea of putting it, putting things inside your Instant Pot. Yes, your, so, ram- your ceramic yes, ramekins. Your, I have not even like creased that, you know, area. You can put a like spring form cheesecake pan yeah. right on the trivet there and cook a cheesecake in there and yeah. it looks pretty good. That's what a lot of people do. That's why that would be your, in my mind, that is the number one reason to get a eight quart instead of a six quart because my six quart, you, I, my pan doesn't fit in there. Right. Or I have to go buy a new pan. I would say too, I feel like when you're doing pot in pot cooking, you're more of an advanced instant potter. Yeah. I would say the learning curve that starts with your instant pot that you really have to accept that is going to, you're going to need to go through. It's uh, it will lead you to pot and pot, but I wouldn't start with pot and pot. No, we you posted uh, in it's in our Facebook group too. The like twenty recipes to start with, the seven to start with, seven, uh, seven, seven okay. to start with, making it easy. Just which is eggs, chicken broth, pork, meat stuff. Um, so what the sous vide so is? What the sous vide is? Just to go back to it is it's like if you can imagine like a hand blender, kind of what that looks like. It's a stick, it's a wand, yeah, and then it attaches to the side of an apparatus, whether it's a bowl. Um, some people use plastic because that conducts heat better, and the idea is is it's sucking water in and drawing water out, and it's always at the same temperature. So you're cooking food in a plastic bag. And you're able to control the temperature from the beginning of the cooking time to the end of the cooking time. Yep. And it's constant. That's the thing is that most of them are, it's just a constant. Yep. So when you, when you wonder like, okay, why would I use this or what kind of things would I cook in it? Yeah. They say the recipes to cook first in an instant pot are steaks because you can control the temperature throughout. Yeah. Um, Chicken breasts. They say that they're so tender because no juice is lost in in the cooking process because it's not poaching in a liquid it's in its own juice in its own bag mm-hmm. eggs um carrots because again you're not losing any of the water in the cooking process double cut pork chops pulled pork shoulder that you can do for like 18 to 24 hours and again the heat is constant the entire time and lobster 
They talk about um, creating successful ways to do this, like getting uh, um, water using a zip top bags, mm-hmm. food in zipper top bags, a sous vide bag submerged with a binder clip because part of the things that people have trouble with is keeping the bag submerged. Submerged, yeah. So they have a, re- a technique with a spoon and a binder clip. Uh. Um, so I posted this on our Facebook page and also it will be on our show page, just how to get started with the sous vide. Oh, good. The thing about the sous vide that I guess I really re- realized today that would be the number one reason I would never do it. You have to then brown your stuff. Yeah. You now, don't get any sear whatsoever. No. And that was when we had the sous vide steak that Miles made at his farm. Yeah. The temperature of the steak was perfect. Like it was a perfect medium rare. Yeah. But it was kind of gray. Yeah. A little bit. And yeah. then he went to sear it and you just didn't have that same caramelization. Beautiful sear. Yeah. But I think like you, a lot of restaurants are sous vide food and that's obvious because they can hold chicken breasts that are moist and delicious at a certain temperature and then finish it and then garnish it. And it's going to be a quicker process. It's going to be a more controlled process. So I get why chefs like sous vide for the home cook though. I just feel like I would never do this. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think, I mean, I think there's a way to incorporate it and as just the same thing with the instant pot there'd be instances the difference i think that with the instant pot is that it's that is something you're also using as a speed technique you know something that's sort of like a savor of your time and and energies and everything else your hands are free and all this kind of stuff they talked about it being hands-free cooking for sure and and i do think that that's the same thing with the sous vide it's hands-free it's just that it's a longer it's a little bit more um intensive i guess and you do it's a little bit more careful you have to it's a different sort of thing Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I'm throwing the phone but I'm number. I'm interested out. in it. Yeah, I think we'll guys take, like it more than women. Well, let's talk about that because we'll take your calls. We're going to take them in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show that happens at uh, the forty break. So if you want to call us then, or you can just call and hope we'll put you on hold for a while. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you have a sous vide. Now I'm going to move gears for a second okay. to another gadget that a lot of people got for uh, Christmas in addition to the instant pot. Yep. Which is the air fryer. This is this is the topic du jour. I've that has been on the wind this Christmas. So I somebody sent in a email and said, "Hey, you talk about the instant pot all the time. I got an air fryer. Have you ever used one and do you like it?" And then I ran into I had lunch with Mecca Boss and she was talking about her love of the air fryer. So I researched like what is this air fryer and so what it is is it's again another gadget. Um, it's generally about $200. Everything seems to be about $200 for whatever reason, Mm because the sous vide is about the same. And it is something that blows air like a convection, okay, in in a controlled environment again. So you're not frying in oil, you're air frying, as it were, which is to say you're not frying at all. You're baking with hot air. Okay. So... What people like about this is they can make fried things without oil. But to be clear, they're not really fried. They're not really fried. They're almost roasted. Yeah. Because it's just a hot stream of convection like air super, that's circulating super hot around it. Stream of air? Yes. So things like it would have to be. If you're thinking about what would be good in an air fryer, it is things that are fried, like vegetables work really well, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, can you do chicken? You can do chicken. Because that would be the only reason that I 
gratuitous to get fried chicken. So let me give you the pros and the cons, okay? Okay. So the pros are that you get the crispiness of deep frying without all the oil, and things are definitely crispier than baking, okay? Yeah, than baking. The vegetables cook fast, 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, Someone said they can do asparagus in five minutes. Cleanup is easy. Uh, It's a way to kind of get kids more excited about vegetables because they get sort of caramelized and sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't need a recipe. Here's the cons of air frying, okay? Okay. Things are just better deep fried. (laughs) You're not going to get traditional fried chicken from an air fryer. In fact, you're probably not even going to get close. You also can't overcrowd the air fryer, so it's not good for like large batch cooking. So for meats, you really only can do one layer to get the most golden result. So you're probably not going to use this for cooking for more than a couple people. Yeah. Um, they could do four drumstick or five chicken tenders at a time. You want to flip and stir whatever you're frying every few minutes. What? Yes. So again, this isn't like a set it in there and then walk away. You have to come back to it, which again would be another reason why I wouldn't do it. And it's 200 bucks. They say that like fried foods like tater tots and chicken wings, things that you buy in the freezer section that are already pre-done, yeah. come out great. Okay, so this is, I was just looking at BuzzFeed and apparently this girl was like, these fried, these chicken strips are already, are, come out great fried. These dumplings are great fried. These frozen things. And I'm like, well, they're already fried. That's right. So, so I feel like in this on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> one being this is amazing, 10 being horrible. This is a two for me. No, this is, I, and I'm, I'm reversing my scale. Yeah. It is a two. Okay. It is a two because if it gets you to eat more vegetables, I have a convection oven that does this Can and I it's say, amazing. If you want yeah. to invest in, get an oven with convection, your life will be amazing. I love mine so much. Well, I don't even, I, I used to have a convection oven and I used it a little bit, but the one that I have now, I still just blast. I do like my cauliflower before I make yep. cauliflower soup. I coat it in olive oil, salt and pepper, toss it around on, and put it on a sheet pan, put it in at 500 and it blasts it and you get the crispy kind of edges. It doesn't get fried in that crisp sense, but nothing will unless you baste it, unless you oil fry. That's right. So, but I mean, it gets that crispness that it seems like that's the same thing this is doing. I, I mean, and if you're into gadgets, like, great, load right. them up. Right, right. I just, for me. If you're buying fried foods and then you're putting them in a little fryer. To that's, fry them <laughs> without the oil. We eat chicken fingers all the time out of the oven. And if you put a little cooking spray on your sheet pan, it's pretty good. Okay, that's a good tip. You put a little cooking spray in your sheet pan, and then you put it on there, and then you f- you flip them. You know, and sometimes if you heat your oven up with your cooking with your sheet pan in there, pull it out, then add the cooking spray, and then put your chips or then put your fry or I'm sorry, your chicken pieces Are frozen. on there. Yeah, and get the all natural Purdue ones. Those are great. Stick them in, and then flip them halfway through. They're crisp. They're okay. crisp. Good, good tips from Stephanie March. I'm not against chicken a, finger a chicken aficionado. finger fry, right? Who I, is? I do make my own, but I, I don't know about, I don't know. I don't know if I would, I know for sure that I would never buy a fryer. Well, I'll throw it out. If you have an air fryer, again, we'll take yeah. your calls in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show at about 940-651-641-1071 if you want to extol the virtues of the air fryer. Again, I feel like men would like this. This is right. I wonder about Not that. Not to too. be sexist. But I know, it, isn't that? It maybe seems... some men will call in. Yeah, and um, yell at us. <laughs> yes. And then we're about to do a Super Bowl segment to yes. talk about where you can eat your Super Bowl live food. So right. that's all good. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break and we're going to be back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish with uh, support from Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is Stephanie March, by the way. I'm sitting here with Stephanie Hansen. I think we may not Stephanie have Hansen. said 
that in who the we beginning are? in case anyone didn't know who we were. We are just the <laughs> Stephanies for Apparently, the most part. Someone has sent us a Facebook post that says today is National Stephanie Day. For real? For real. Well, oh! I don't know. It says it on the Facebooks. And so if that it's on the Facebooks, it real. it's real. So Stephanie Meyer, high Stephanie five. Meyer, Stephanie Meyer, Stephanie Shim, Shim, high five. Stephanie Seward, Stephanie Schmidt. High five. High fives. Hey, girl. It's Stephanie Day. So, I like this day. I know. I just found that. I just saw that. I was like, I like that. I okay. can't wait to tell my husband. I Guess know. what, sir? Guess what? My It's my day. Uh, so we're talking about Super Bowl because it is crazily on everybody's mind. Everybody, of course, is hoping that the Vikings go. But if they don't go, which they will, then <laughs> the Super Bowl is still here. So no matter what, we're going to be stuck in Super Bowl fever for the next month. And I think next week we still have time to talk about Super Bowl like yeah. snacking, yeah, right? We're not, okay. We're not going to do it this week because this week we're just we're going to we're going to kind of really really hope. In fact, let's talk before we get to Super Bowl, let's talk about where you can watch this Sunday's game. Because I believe that I'm a little concerned cuz I'm going to be in Denver. Why? I cuz we're traveling and we're getting into the mountains on Sunday. They're expecting oh. snow. So I'm like, "Kurt, you're going to have to figure out." Do but, you have do you have Wi-Fi up there? I I don't. Yes, we do. But then they make it like the NFL blocks all this stuff. So I'm nervous that I'm not going to be able to get it. Oof. But here's my plan. Wait, do you have direct TV? No, okay. we're staying in our cousin's no, condo. No, no. And... Do you have direct TV? Do you pay for direct TV at home? No, okay. I have Comcast. Oh, but maybe on my I don't know. Because I can watch DirecTV. I'm, this is not an ad for DirecTV, but I can watch it on any of my stuff. Like, Well, and I think worst case scenario, we can Facebook live with my daughter. Who can just hold it up to the TV? Oh and gosh. I'm not above that. No, you're not. So, okay. Anyway. Okay. So you will have access. Those of us who are staying local, <laughs> there are other places besides the mountaintop where you can watch to, uh, this weekend's game. And I do feel like if you are normally a homebound person, if you're normally like I watch the game quietly in my room, you know, with my intensity like Casey, I think there's a chance at this time to get out with the tribe and really celebrate and scream at some screens. And- Skull. Yeah, do the skull. 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 I think that this is an opportunity you might not want to miss. So I'm going to give you a couple places you can go. First, letting you know Mortimer's, perfect dive bar. Mortimer's, Mortimer's on Lindale. In, on Lindale in Uptown. I'm going to tell you this. You know, they were bought recently. By the Nightingale people. Exactly. And they have put money into the space. They have installed an 11-foot screen. And they have redone the sound system. And so it is all new and ready for you to scream at. They're having, they got Heggie's Pizza. They got lots of beers. It's going to be great. All right. So that's one place. If you want to take it up a little notch, uh, Stella's is going to do happy hour all day long, broadcast the game, and uh, have half price oysters all day. Oh. That's going to be a scene. I'm just telling you right now, that's going to be a scene. And there's going to be plenty of drinking. This could be a good place for the men and the women to go that are coupled up where the women don't really want to watch the game yeah. so they can hang out. Well, there's plenty of women who want to watch the game. Well, I'm not trying to be... I, we've <laughs> got a sexist kidding. show here, friends. I'm friend. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you just want to hang out and talk to your gal pals, that might be a great place that's to go. That's a good idea. Um, there's also, I would t- tell you about New Hope Cinema Grill, which is one of my favorite places to go because you can I watch movies place. and have Furious, yes. Surly Furious. Um, they are opening up two hours before game time. So I think game time's at 540 or something. So I think, you know, around three, um, they will open up for, and they have their, it's free to go. So they've got all of their movie screens playing the game from what I understand, huge screens. And then it's just basically a restaurant. So you can go and sit down and, and they've got tables and booths and all this kind of stuff that you can watch the game from. So, and that's free and they've got a lot of great stuff. And finally, um, I will tell you if you want to go with your kids somewhere, Hy-Vee 
all of the market grills in Hy-Vee are doing, they're broadcasting the game and they are uh, allowing, they're doing a $10 unlimited chicken wing bar. You pay 10 bucks, you can step up to that chicken wing bar as many times as you want. And they have $2 craft beers, $2 taps, I should say. I don't know if it's craft beer or not. So okay. that's like, and that's a place where like you could go and watch the game and be with people and your kids could run around and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, we need to, I think, do a segment in a show coming up about eating in grocery stores because it's becoming real popular. And I had the best conversation with in line with this woman at Whole Foods the other day about it. Well, it, it, it swung, it swung back. You know what I mean? Like the idea that there used to be restaurants in all the buyer leaves yeah. and they were like really good restaurants. Yes. Good like diners. Yeah. Yeah. So and open 24 hours. Yeah. Plenty of interesting things. Hy-Vee like Market Grill. Yeah. I love the Hy-Vee that. Market Grill. So that's that. So that if you want to go. Also, I know that Dunord Distillery is showing the game and having drinks. And um, I know that if you go to the poorhouse, you uh, there's a shot, a free shot for everyone every time the Vikings score. Well, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Randall's on Nicolette Mall. Oh, yeah. John Randall's uh, affiliated spot. Yeah. They've got huge TVs there and lots of levels and outdoors. Yep. I would even say Lou Nanny's out in Edina. I'm sure that they're showing the game. You know, that's a good spot, too. I think they've changed the name of it. It's called Tavern 23. Sorry. Yes. It is Lou Nanny's spot, but it's Tavern 23. You're yes. correct. I did have lunch with him. He's lovely. You know, I've been meaning <laughs> to ask you about that, too. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, so, but that's what I'm... I just want to get you guys set up for this weekend. If you want to go out and you want to cheer them on, do it that way. Now, if you're thinking about... The Super Bowl itself coming to town. If you have been downtown, I don't know if you've been down to the Nicolette Mall. Oh, I work, yeah. I'm, I work down there. Me and too. So it's I'm like, at 11th and Harmon, and every time I pass, I see that Birkebiner Bridge getting yeah. more and more, and the PV Plaza is getting built out. Mm-hmm. There is a supposedly a Janet Jackson sighting last week. Yes. Two times. Yes. I think she's in town. I think she is, too. Well, she and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are buds. Well, so where is she going to... She was apparently, and I have this on authority from a MyTalk listener who would know. He said that she was, like, assessing the stage on Nicolette Mall. So does that mean she's going to, like, play? Well, they did that, release they did release all the acts. I saw it, and that, she's not on it. She's not on it, but they, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. There is a Prince tribute night on the 29th, January 29th, yep. on that Monday, my birthday, appropriately, me and Prince. We're, we're doing something that night. Oh, we're going to the Great Northern. Hooray! Yes, I know. So we will be eating f- big meats in St. Paul. Maybe we can drive the by meat and listen. You know, <laughs> park somewhere like in my parking ramp, which is going up way in cost. Anyway, bygones. There's the whole mall. Nicollet Mall is being put made into Super Bowl Live, which has got the stage, the Birkebiner. There's going to be Schwann's has like food truck stacking. four levels. Yeah, there's of it's just a crazy cool thing. There's going to be a lot of food there, you guys. And I just wanted to tip you out on some of the things because it's free to go. And you have to get in. There's an entrance. Um, and then you can walk around with your booth, is my point. <laughs> it's pretty good. So food trucks, there's Butcher Salt, Chef Shack is going to be there. They're going to have uh, bacon bratwurst, pulled pork sandwiches, smoky, beefy nachos. Hello. Smoky Gastro beefy. truck. You will love those guys, don't you? Yep. I, I love like that. that Butcher Salt, too. Yeah, Butcher Salt is going to do sliders, loaded fries. Uh, Hot Indians Foods is going to be there. They're doing samosas, rice bowls, the indie frites that I love so much. They're also going to have soup and hot chai, you know, because it's going to be chills. Oh. Um, I love the K-Town Street Foods. They're going to do bulgogi taco bowl. They're a little Yum. bit of Korean crazy fusion stuff. They're going to do kimchi fries. Their kimchi fries are outstanding. So is our Stewart's oh. in St. Paul, just incidentally, incidentally, if you're interested in you kimchi fries and you need to sit down and not be at a food truck, go uh, there. Oh, good. Okay, so Market Barbecue is going to be doing chopped brisket. We've got um, the empanada trucks are going to be there. 
Um, you're going to be finding Pimento Jamaican Kitchen, Yum. which is awesome. They have really great smoked uh, meats. Jerk too. pork, coconut rice and beans, Yum. all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Moral Omnivore, who I love. I hate their name, but I love the truck. Deep fried pork belly rice bowl. They're doing um, vegetarian beet rice bowls. There's a lot of great bowls. And all that kind of stuff. So those are going to be the, uh, those are the trucks that we all know and love. Then in addition, around the area, you're going to be able to find, there's a French fry stand. So they're doing beer cheese, French fries, beef and bean chili fries. Yum. All that kind of stuff. There's a waffle stand, the Nordic waffles, waffle dog, uh, all day breakfast waffle, cinnamon sugar butter waffle. Those waffles are going to be really great there. I saw they're coming to my Stone Arch Festival thing that I'm producing. Oh, good. And those little waffle sandwiches look yes. delicious. Slam and salmon waffle. I'm having that. And then the Nordhaus Food Guys are doing a worst, a worst wrap, a brat. They're doing pancake. They're doing Abel Skeevers. <gasps> yes. Abel Skeevers. And they're doing salty bacon Abel Skeevers and then sweet cinnamon apple. Like Yum. I those love the salty Abel Skeevers and nobody, I feel like nobody does it. They're also doing a huge Bavarian pretzel, which I'm psyched about. And then I, you know, there's like a, there's a carvery where you can get like thick cut roast turkey sandwiches. There's a pierogi place. T-Rex is doing their cookies. Yep, so you're going to be able to find them. From Tina. Now here's fun. The Delta grill is going to be there. And what they're doing is Delta airlines has fashioned a grill out of an airplane wing. I thought that was pretty cute. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And they're doing, they're going to have a bunch of sausages, like red pepper, chicken sausage, spinach, feta sausage, uh, andouille, all the kind of good sausages. And then they're going to do uh, Juicy Lucy's. And they've got a ton of Juicy Lucy's, like um, the classic. And then they've got like a blue, like bacon and blue one. And they've got all sorts of crazy things. So, and then of course there's bar stands just to let you know, you can get all sorts of cool cocktails, like, um, you know, the, the bold fashioned Nart, nart, nart. The, uh, <laughs> someone with the naming on this one has got a little explaining to do. The Nordic mule instead of the Moscow mule. It's kind of cute. Anyway. I like it. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. And I'm just saying that when you get down there, there's going to be a lot of great things to see. And there's going to be, you're going to be well fed if you want to be. All right. There we and go. Everyone, we hope that you come out, right? Yep. It's just fun. And we'll I, do more Super You're Are you not going to be here for the actual Super Bowl? No, Saturday I'm going to be here. I come third? back on Friday. On the third, though? Yeah, I'm oh, going to be here. Okay. I'll be here. Great. Then we'll do a whole Super Bowl yeah, show we'll that keep, day. And, and I can tell you that beginning next Friday, my husband and I are going 10 days. We're going to try to do something different every day. Oh, good. And today we're actually starting. We're going to go to the Art Shanties. Oh, good. Um, project on I'm doing Lake that Harriet. next weekend. Yeah, you guys, it's just a great time to get out and experience your city. So we're both like, we're going to force ourselves to go out and do stuff. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to call and weigh in on any Super Bowl questions, or if you want to talk about your sous vide or your air fryer or your Instant Pot, 651. Uh, excuse me. I was just about to give my home phone number <laughs> over the radio. Uh, 651-641-1071. So give us a call and we'll take your questions live on air. Or you can tweet us at Steph March, at Stephanie's Dish, or of course on our show pages or on the Facebooks. We got gotcha. you. Give us a call. We are back. And you are listening to The Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thanks for being here. Um, we are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show where you can call in and ask us anything you would like. 651-641-1071. Uh, we would love the opportunity to share our answers to your questions. So um, here is a, a question that came in on Facebook and call in 651-641-1071. Hope we'll get you and we'll take your call live. Uh, says, happy Saturday. I know you've recommended, this is from Heidi Lolo in Stillwater on several occasions. And I finally made it there for lunch this week. 
My goodness. My friend and I shared the hanger steak rice bowl, the fish tacos, and the rosemary frites were perfection. Their cocktails were also delightful. The Nicolette and the Bohemian Rhapsody were our favorite. Keep on keeping on. We nice. love that. Nice. Um, oh, and then she gave us a review. A five-star review for oh, the Weekly Dish. We she said, that. they are fun, hilarious, and give great tips and hot spot advice. I listen every Saturday. Oh, that's so nice. That is good. Yes. Um, and also, I just want people to know that my phone has sort of blown up yesterday. I lost all my data. So if you sent me text questions or if you sent, I can't access any of that right now. So 651-641-1071 at Stephanie's Dish. We'll get you taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Or send it on the Facebooks, like we said, or the tweets on Stephanie's Dish at Stephanie's Dish at Steph March. Uh, just a little quick note, by the way, letting I'm just going to mention that. Uh, sad moment. Let's pour one out for Mr. Paul Bocuse, who, of course, was uh, the 90-year-old just culinary sort of god, really, to like the upper crust set, you know, who, the Bocuse store and all the stuff. It's He's sort of this icon of French cooking, and he's unfortunately passed away. So just wanted to say pour one out for him. Yeah, to be, uh, not to be remiss and not to miss. Yeah. Um, all right, so 651-641-1071. There are some questions that have come in over the course of the week. Um, I know you've mentioned two Instant Pot cookbooks you like about a million times on the show. My friends just got one, and I'd like to get her the book you recommend. Please let me know so I don't need to search through all the podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Melissa Clark from the New York Times has the... Dinner in an Instant. Dinner in an Instant, and you know the name of the other one. No, I don't right now. Okay. Maybe we'll pin that tweet. Maybe I'll put a post Oh, I know what it is. It's Nom Nom Paleo. That was a different one. That we she had. has a she lot has a of instant one. pot recipes, yes. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a different one that we'd been talking about before, but I can't remember. But I, I It'll think, come. T- yeah. And I, what I'll do is I'll try to put up a, a little post on the Weekly Dish Instant Potters and pin page it. and pin it to the top. Yeah, because we do get that question a lot, yeah. and it's a good question. Uh, Lindsay is on the line. Hi, Lindsay. How you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Good. What's your question for us? Yeah, I'm at a book club with a bunch of young moms, and we're always looking for someplace fun to go out. We go out on Friday nights after bedtime. Uh, but <laughs> Amen. We, we can uh, still have a conversation and sit at a table for a little while. But How many are there? Cool. There's about five of us usually. Oh, that's not too many. Yeah. Um, uh, have you been to the um, uh, tap room? No. That has the fireplace. I want to say, is it Denord? No. <laughs> yes, it is Denord. The cocktail room? Yes. At the distillery? Yes. Okay. And they have a fireplace that's really lovely, and they have a lot of different seating arrangements there. So they have booths, they have tables, you can stand. I think you're thinking Norseman. Thank you. That is what Norseman I'm thinking. Norseman Distillery up here in Northeast across from the Ever Sharp Knife Perfect. Shop. That's exactly what I'm thinking, okay. Stephanie March. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. That yeah. Is, this is for a book club? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. There yep. is a place called Book Club in South Minneapolis, and it's a new little restaurant. It took over the place where uh, Cafe Mod used to be on 54th and Penn. And they have. Oh my God, that sounds perfect. Yeah, and they have a booth. They have a like a big round booth you can book. I think if you told them it was for a book club, they would like lose their mind how great that is. <laughs> so that would be fun. Awesome. Great ideas. All right. Thank you, Heather. Um, Or that was Lindsay. We have Heather on the line now, and she has a question for us for the Instant Pot, 651-641-1071. Hi, Heather. Hi. Okay. So I, right when I switched my audio over to not be blasting in my car, um, I heard someone else say Instant Pot. So hopefully I'm not repeating a question. (laughs) No, go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I So I got one for Christmas, and I've only mustered up the courage to make rice so far. 
And so I'm wondering what you would recommend for someone who's a little, well, a major novice as a first, like, good recipe. So we have two. If you haven't made hard-boiled eggs, do you eat hard-boiled eggs ever? I ate one about five minutes ago. See? You're so good. (laughs) So you can make hard-boiled eggs so easily and quickly that that's really one of those things you can do, like, 18 of them in, like, four minutes or five minutes, depending on how you want them done. Um, So that's always the one I kind of recommend to kind of get used to the buttons and the feel of it all. And then the second Mm -hmm. one is we always talk about doing a pork shoulder, which they were BOGO, buy one, get one at Lund's, Byerly's, I believe. Um, That might still be going on, but you can easily, easily do one. I did one um, the other night, and it took uh, 55 minutes for a three and a half pound pork shoulder. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And don't be afraid of a chicken, too. We've both done a whole roast chicken. chicken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you you do frozen chicken by chance? Yes. You can. Yep, it'll take okay. a little bit longer, but it still works. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in fact, when you go to the Weekly Dish Instant Potters, look up, there's a, we put a post up there called the seven foods you should first do in the Instant Pot. Perfect. I'll repost it on the yeah. show page, too, so you'll find it on the Weekly Dish show page. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Thanks, Heather, for the questions. We will be right back. You're listening to the Weekly Dish, presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit on Washington uh, if you're looking for great tap beers, they have a whole list for you of tap